Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment by shifting your inner dialogue. So welcome. I am so excited. We are diving into a brand new topic, and this one is much, much overdue. We are diving in and we're talking about burnout. Yes, recovering from burnout, burnout relief. Burnout is a real, real thing and it is very dangerous. It can get really, really dangerous very quickly. I myself have been recovering from burnout recently and it's tough. It's so layered. And I think that when people think of burnout or when they say, oh, I'm burned out, I think the general understanding of it is just that you're overwhelmed, maybe you have too much on your plate, and you're just really tired. And it's so, so much more than that, especially for my ladies. You know, when we get burned out, it is really, really bad because so much of our body is affected by it. So in this series, we're going to talk about what is burnout, and I'll also share with you the different types of burnout because that's also very, very important. A lot of us think that it's just being overwhelmed and it's, it is, but it's so much deeper than that. We're also going to talk about the causes of burnout because I think that we need to dive in a lot deeper on what burnout really is and what creates this energy of burnout, right? Also, what are the inner voices or inner conversations or inner thoughts and emotions that we're having that's contributing to burnout as well. So we'll cover that in the next episode. And then we'll also talk about recovering and preventing burnout. So I hope that you're excited to dive into this. And I hope that this is really, really helpful for you. Of course, you can join us on Heartland Academy. We can grow this community together where I will be focusing on different programs every month to help support you in anything that we're covering here in this podcast. So so we'll also dive in and do a 28-day program on burnout relief there on Heartland Academy. So join us, join us. I'd be happy to share some more tips with you, some self-care tips so we can really work to overcome this thing. All right, okay, let's go ahead and dive in. First off, what is burnout? Now, I'm just gonna let you answer that question just for a few seconds. What is burnout? Okay, so we may have different definitions, but usually what I hear people saying is burnout is just, you're just tired. You're just overworked. You're overburdened and you just done too much, right? Burnout is exposure to chronic stress. That's it. Burnout is exposure to chronic stress. So when that stress is on repeat, right? That stress is automated for you. How about that? I think we need some automated happiness. <laughs> we need some automated relaxation. We need some automated joy. We need some automated love. We need some automated feel good. We don't need automated stress. See, our bodies are not designed to manage stress repeatedly over and over and over and over again. 
We are designed to be able to handle stressful situations, stressful events that come up, but when it's on repeat, our body starts to deplete itself. And that's when we experience burnout. Now, a lot of times we focus on burnout in the workplace. And I understand why, because we spend most of our day at work. And where else are you going to experience consistent chronic stress every single day, right? But burnout just means automated stress. So there could be repeated events of stress at home. Maybe you're a new parent. Maybe you're trying to start your own business. Maybe you're taking care of a parent. Maybe you're taking care of a spouse. Either way, a lot of times when we're constantly exposed to something that is creating so much stress within ourselves. And let's be honest, it's not just the physical thing that you're doing that's creating the stress. It's the mental stress. It's the anxiety tied to the stress. It's the emotional stress, right? And and that goes in deeper and faster. So a lot of times I hear people saying the solution is take a few days off, take a vacation, and then come back to work refreshed. And, you know, that'll clear up your burnout. Or tell your manager that too much work is on your plate and you can't handle it all. That is not going to get rid of your burnout. Why is that? Because as we know, as Einstein says, you can't create a solution with the same problem that created it. So we're not fixing the problem. We're putting a band-aid on it. And that is not going to resolve your burnout. So I'm really, really excited to show you how you can be able to recover from burnout. And if you want to get that information a lot sooner, then you can hang out with us at Heartblend Academy and we'll chat about it there. So let's dive in a little bit more. I want to talk to you about the different types of burnout. Because sometimes we don't know how to articulate why we're stressed. Do you ever tell someone, oh, I'm so tired. And they say, but you haven't done anything. (laughs) How can you be so tired? How are you so stressed out? You haven't done anything. You've been sleeping all day, right? Well, we experience stress differently. And there's different things that stress us out. And whatever is impeding upon what we value what we want for ourselves, our vision, where we want to go in life, that's going to create stress. If it's affecting our sense of well-being, our social well-being, our spiritual well-being, our mental well-being, our physical well-being, our emotional well-being, you know, we are holistic creatures. We are not poster boards. We require so much Yet, the simplest things tend to get the job done. So anything that starts to pull away from that sense of well-being is going to create stress. It doesn't mean that you have to go out here and work 18 hours a day just to feel stress, right? We have so many things that come up in our lives, life events that happen, situations that throw us for a loop, twists and turns that we weren't expecting, and it can be stressful. 
So what are the different types of burnout? Now I want to share with you the three types of burnout that are commonly found in the workplace, but I also added in some of my own different types of burnout as well, because I found these things to also create burnout for me that I don't think is properly acknowledged. So let's go ahead and dive in. So the first type of burnout is overload. Now this is classic, right? When we've got too much on our plate, we can't handle it all. We just have so much on us. We're getting heavy demands, tight deadlines, lots of pressure, especially now with the way that the labor shortages are, people are feeling burned out even more so because there's not enough help. So a lot gets put onto one person to reach certain goals. And it's very, very stressful to feel that heavy amount of pressure. So feeling that sense of overload. And again, it doesn't just stop with work. You can feel that sense of overload when you get home, right? Or if you're already at home, if you have pets, that can be really stressful, Children can be very stressful. Relationships, family dynamics, your own personal goals, personal business, hobbies typically are supposed to make you feel better, but it depends on how you view them. Not to mention the internal expectations we set upon ourselves. How often do we set these high expectations on ourselves because of the sense of worthiness we want to feel or perfectionism or whatever that is within ourselves that we feel like we've got to prove something to ourselves. And if we don't meet these expectations, then we may view ourselves as less valuable. So that would be a type of burnout, which is very, 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 very common. And I see it happening even more so today. The next type of burnout is underwork burnout. Now, I know a lot of people are thinking like, how can you be burned out without doing anything? <laughs> but when we are not challenged enough, when we're not mentally stimulated, when we feel like we're not growing, when we feel like we're not able to move past the stuck space in our life, that's very, very stressful. And you can feel like you just can't move forward. Maybe at work, the types of tasks or work they're giving you almost communicates that they don't trust you with big tasks. And it can really break down your sense of self-esteem, your confidence. You can begin to not feel as significant. You know, just imagine that you're this scholar internally, right? You're super, super intelligent. But day in and day out, every single day for six months, you are only given work of a fifth grader. Work that a 10-year-old would be stressed out about doing. That's the level of competency that's being communicated to you that you can handle. Now, at first, it might feel like, okay, I'm getting a little break. But over time, that's going to get old really quickly. So if you're not being challenged enough, if you're not being stimulated enough, guess what? You're not going to get enough dopamine, right? 
So the dopamine's going to be low. And it's just going to feel like you're doing these monotonous tasks that don't add value anywhere. So if you don't feel like you're growing, then that can really, really cause a lot of stress. Absolutely. The next type of burnout is neglect burnout, negligence burnout. How about that? Now we see this happening very frequently where you in work, you as the worker, you are a valuable piece to this organization and you've got a job to do. You've got something that you need to put out there, whether it's with your skill or whatever it is. And the person that you report to or the person that's supposed to be helping you doesn't give you the tools and the resources that you need, whether it's additional help with additional people or rather it's communicating the right information, rather they're just really vague with what they're giving you and you don't have enough guidance to know that you're on the right path. And sometimes, you know, the advice may say, oh, just take initiative and just do it. I empower you. But when you do that and you run it by them, they say, no, I don't want that. This is a form of negligence burnout because you can be so overwhelmed with feeling so frustrated and so lost and not knowing where to go or what to do or how to get this done, but you feel the pressure to get it done. You feel the pressure to get it done the right way and you're more than capable of getting it done, but who you're working with can't provide you with the proper information. It's so, so frustrating. And it also, in a way, starts to make you feel incompetent like you can't do your job, but you just don't have the right tools and resources to do so. Imagine someone giving you a 10 pound lump of clay and then handing you a paintbrush and saying, I want you to create a statue of the Eiffel Tower. And I want it to look exactly like that. Here you go. And I want it done within three days. Thanks. Bye. That is very, very stressful. And that is something that can really, really cause so much confusion and so much uh, just, just feeling like you're getting nowhere, but feeling the pressure to get it done. Now, those were the three main types of burnout in relation to work, but I want to add in another type of burnout and that's passion burnout. You see, I found that a lot of times people say, well, if it's your passion, you're not going to feel stress. If it's your passion, you're not going to feel burned out. If it's your passion, blah, 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 blah. If it's your purpose, blah, 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 blah. Right. While I understand that if it is your passion, if it is your purpose, it's going to fulfill you. It's going to drive you. It's going to feel good to do it. But a lot of times what we've been doing is we want our work and our passion to be one. And anytime you start to use your passion in a space of work, it's not going to fulfill you the same exact way. Now, it will get you a lot further than doing something you hate doing, but you can get very burned out on your own passion, even if it's your own business. 
there's so much of a learning curve that you've got to figure out. You've got to figure out how to do what you love and how to make other people love it too. You've got to figure out how to do what you love while doing all the other things you weren't expecting to do. There's so many other layers to it and it can be very stressful and we also grow and evolve and we change as people and we don't always stay the same. But because we've invested so much of ourselves into this passion or into this purpose, we almost feel this higher sense of expectation to meet that. And we don't allow ourselves to quit. We don't allow ourselves to say, I can't do this anymore. We don't allow ourselves to say, let me do it differently. Because we're holding on to that vision that we've created for ourselves. We've established that this is a part of our identity. This is a part of who we are. And this is why we're going to continue doing it. We just got to see it through. And we can begin to neglect ourselves in the process. Remember, you are so much more than just what you do. So I wanted to share those different types of burnout with you. Now, I know that some of this may seem a little fuzzy on how does it feel? So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back in just a brief moment. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome back. Now let's go ahead and dive into how does burnout feel? What are the signs? What are the symptoms? And what are the stages of burnout? So our body responds to stress from our heads all the way down to our reproductive glands everywhere throughout our body we respond to stress stress is not just a mood stress is stress is not just a feeling stress is not just a mental thing stress is holistic and it affects you overall so it can affect your mood you can start to be more irritable or angry. You can experience more confusion. You can experience memory loss. You can experience lack of concentration and anxiety, depression, cravings, addictions. And you can also just feel this on edge type of feeling, like always wondering what's going to happen next, right? But not in a good way, (laughs) but just feeling on edge, like you're on high alert. Another sign or symptom is that your thyroid gets compromised, okay? When our thyroid is compromised, this can lead to heavy fatigue, weight gain, dry skin, puffy eyes, memory and mood decline as well, cracking of our heels and our elbows, problems with our skin, digestive problems, inflammation, and higher cholesterol, So these are some signs that maybe our thyroid could be affected. With our skin, we can develop rashes, acne, psoriasis, eczema, dermatitis, and just random breakouts that are unexplained that can be related to stress. Our lungs, we can have problems with breathing. We have shortness of breath, feeling lightheaded or feeling dizzy. With our heart, our heart can just start racing really fast. We can experience high blood pressure and increased risk of heart attack and stroke. 
our joints can become inflamed. We can start to have reduced bone density and tightness in our shoulders and our back. Now our adrenal glands really, really take a hit because our adrenal glands are responsible for a fight or flight and they're a very high stress hormone that's released from our adrenals. But inflammation in the body, again, weight gain, feeling nervous, irritable, allergies, and food sensitivities can also be related to the adrenal glands. Your immune system can take a hit. You can start feeling sick, getting the flu, viruses, and you just become more susceptible to even autoimmune disorders. Your stomach and pancreas and liver can also take a hit. So if you experience irritable bowel syndrome, constipation, poor absorption of your nutrients. You can also experience skin tags. This is related to the stomach, pancreas, or liver. You can also experience candida, heartburn, reduced metabolism, obesity, nausea, acid reflux. I mean, whew, this sounds pretty bad. <laughs> now for my ladies specifically, what is so, so interesting is that hormones and stress are heavily correlated. So when you experience heavy stress, your ovaries are a strong hormone production system. It's responsible for producing all of our wonderful estrogen and progesterone and all these other wonderful hormones. And so those also take a hit when you feel stressed. This is why you can start to experience severe PMS symptoms, irregular cycles, lack of ovulation, PCOS, low progesterone, low testosterone, infertility, low sex drive, heavy periods, cystic breasts and ovaries, hot flashes, night sweats, insomnia, fatigue, even early menopause. Now, this is crazy. You mean to tell me that this is all related to stress? Absolutely. You see, our body produces all of these toxic chemicals when we feel stress. And it really starts to deplete the system. So it's so important to be mindful of keeping that stress low. And if there's something that's going on in your life that's creating this heavy chronic stress, let's take a moment to reevaluate how much we need to move away from whatever it is that is creating the stress. And I know that's hard. I know everybody's got different situations, but if we can break through our minds and figure out a way to shift a belief or shift something that's going on so we can begin to move on a better track that's what we need to do. Now, I would also suggest to check out the book Brilliant Burnout by Dr. Nisha Jackson. This book is absolutely incredible. It is for women and it talks about how we can rewire our hormones and get back on track by overcoming burnout in a healthy way. So now that we covered that, I want to talk to you about the 12 stages of burnout. And I think you'll find this to be very, very interesting. And this can be a way for you to figure out what stage are you in in regards to burnout. So stage one is burning desire. So this happens when your inner drive to work really, really hard 
while proving yourself starts to kick in. You have all of this energy and you're ready to go and you're like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to meet this goal. I'm going to meet this expectation and I'm going to work super hard to get there. Isn't that interesting that we're already in stage one? (laughs) Stage two, we begin doing some intense working. Now, this is when we establish some super high unachievable goals and it's often focused on work. So a lot of times when we focus so heavily on work, now this can, again, be related to your own personal business or work, we tend to put our family, our home and friends, all of that gets moved to the back burner. Now we move into stage three, and that's when we begin to ignore our personal needs. So we start pushing things aside a bit when it comes to getting a good night's rest, exercise, vitamins, and regular meals. Those just kind of start to fall below the wayside just a little bit. Now, stage four is personal neglect. So this is after a good amount of time we've been ignoring our own personal self-care will eventually reach the stage of personal neglect. So you might notice that you start gaining weight, you're not sleeping as well, you're starting to eat more junk food, you start reaching for those unhealthy carbs and sugar, and you know that you're not doing your best, but you know, you kind of have this perspective like, I'll get back on track as soon as work starts to settle down, right? (laughs) What a trap, because how often does that happen? Now, stage five, we really have this displacement of priorities. So our work or whatever it is that's really consuming all of our energy is just taking it all away and leaving very little energy and time for our relationships. And you can also start feeling overworked and underappreciated. Have you ever felt like that? Like, okay, uh, you know, you start recognizing the sacrifices that you're making and you start seeing how little the reward is of whatever it is that you're putting so much effort into. So it's really important to be mindful of where we are in regards to our priorities. Where are our priorities? And are they in alignment with our true core values? Now, Once we reach stage six, we are halfway to deep burnout. And at this stage, we start to feel physical and emotional problems related to stress. So this can look like feeling fatigued during the day, headaches, going off on people, (laughs) the drop of a hat, forgetting very important dates and names, and you even start to forget a lot of the key details that are important to your work in the first place. So you might even start feeling like, I am losing my mind. (laughs) And I have been there, I have experienced this, and it was really, really scary because it really felt like I, I swear, or I did something and I didn't. I knew that I put it on my calendar and I didn't. Or I saw that date and I saw that time and it said this, but it didn't. And it is really, really uncomfortable. So I really hope that you're not at this stage or even past this stage. 
The next stage of burnout is withdrawal. Now, at this point, you don't want to even be around anyone. You don't want to see anybody. You just kind of socially curl up and just kind of isolate yourself. Any extra interaction just creates a feeling of stress. And people are like, what's going on? (laughs) And this can lead to stage eight, which is when other people are going to start worrying about you. Right. This is when we start to have actual behavioral changes. So your stress becomes so overwhelming that you start overreacting to just small or normal day to day issues because we can't be able to manage any stress because our stress management system is running low and it's heavily depleted. At stage nine, we've really lost our drive and ambition. This can feel really depressing, especially if you are the type of person or even woman who is usually like super quick on top of things, you know, and you're shining bright, you look great and you walk in and, you know, you take so much pride in everything you do and just feel like this lack of motivation, like whatever, you know, you're just super apathetic about everything. This is, this is really bad because this isn't who we are right? And you also may start feeling like you're desperate and you feel like you have no other options because your drive is so low. So you might even start thinking about quitting your job, uh, you know, sending all your kids away, leaving your relationship, uh, leaving the country and just disappearing. (laughs) Honestly, I have had many of these thoughts. Like, If I could just, you know, just go and just, I don't know when I'll be back, but I'll be back. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not, but we don't want to, we don't want to get here. So when we feel that need, like we just want to escape, we want to quit everything. We can't take it anymore. It's a very, very heavy feeling. Now, stage 10 is when we've reached a sense of inner emptiness. Now we have no more enthusiasm for anything, not our work, not our home, not our family, not our relationships. We even may begin to start going into destructive habits and start self-medicating with asking our doctors for medications to help us sleep or help us focus or get through the day or to help our mood. And we may even start drinking more or using more drugs just so that we can take that edge off because it just feels so, so heavy and so overwhelming. So we may get to this point if we don't really nip things in the bud when it comes to our stages of burnout. Now, stage 11, we're almost there at the end, but stage 11 is depression. For anybody that's gone through depression, we know how heavy this is and nothing seems to work. Nothing seems to cheer you up. You can even find yourself going through these crying spells, just really feeling that true sense of exhaustion, heavy anxiety and hopelessness. You might even start questioning your entire life, your purpose and your value. And then final stage is burnout. Burnout can send you to the hospital. You can begin collapsing, right? You can experience just where you need to be hospitalized because you have exhausted every drop of 
anything in your system that could help you manage stress. So as you can see, burnout is a very serious thing. It's not something to be taken lightly at any stage. And we've got to really have our own backs. And it's so important to manage our sense of self-care. So I hope that this episode shared a lot of clarity with you and understanding about burnout. I am so excited to share with you some of the causes of burnout because there, once we know the cause, we can start fixing the problem, right? All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we are here every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Heartland Podcast.